0: Realizing to master enterprise And I ain't have to be in school by 10 I then began to encounter With my counter Parts of how to burn the block apart Break it down into sections Drugs by these selections Some use pipes, others use injections syringe so separately Frank the deputy Quick to grab my Smith and Wesson Like my dick was missing To protect my position My corner, my layer While we out here Say the hustlers prayer If the game shakes me or breaks makes me a better man, take a better stand, put money in my mom's hand, get my daughter this college plan, so she don't need no man, stay far from timid. Is me, I like that when I was young I had to pay of leaves. besides that the pinstripes and the gray uh-huh. the one I wore on Mondays and Wednesdays uh-huh. while niggas flirt I'm so tigers on my shirt and alligators uh-huh. you want to see the inside huh? i see you later they come the drama oh that's that nigga with the fake wow uh-huh. why you punch me in my face stay in your place play your position uh-huh. come my intuition uh-huh. go in this nigga pocket rob him all his friends watch it mm-hmm. that hoes clock it uh-huh. here comes respect Cruise your crew or they might be next Look at them in Clear the spit. I ain't have to be in school by 10. I then began to encounter with my counter parts So how to burn the block apart. Break it down into sections. Drugs by these selections. Some use pipes. Others use injections. win sold separately. Frank the deputy. Quick to grab my Smith and Wesson like my dick was missing. To protect my position. My corner, my layer. While we out here. Say the hustler's prayer. If the game shakes me a brace. I hope it makes me a better man, take a better stand, put money in my mom's hands get my daughter this college plan, so she don't need no man, stay far from timid, only make money. As broke as me, I like that When I was young I had to pair of leaves. Besides that, the pinstripes and the gray uh-huh. The one I wore on Mondays And Wednesdays, uh-huh. while niggas slurp, I'm sewing tigers on my shirt And alligators, uh-huh. you wanna see the inside uh-huh. i see you later, They come the drama Oh, that's that nigga with a Wow, uh-huh. while you punch me in my face Stay in your place, play your position Become uh-huh. my intuition uh-huh. Go in this nigga pocket, rob him All his friends watch it, that hoes clock it uh-huh. Here comes respect Cruise your crew, or they might be next. Look at them in eye. I was wrong, I got my point across, they depicted me the boss, of course, my orange box cut to make the world go round, plus I'm fucking, bitches ain't my homegirls now, start stacking, dabbled in crap, gun packing, Nickname Medina, made the Senas, told my Ninas, from gym class to English, pass off for global, the only nigga with a mobile, can't you see like total, getting larger and wasting taste, ain't no telling where the spelling is heading, Just in case. Keep a shell at the tip of your melon. Clear the space. Your brain was a terrible thing to waste. (sighs) me i like that when i was young i
1: had to pay a lease what is going on guys what is going on
2: what's up guys
1: man so we got uh we got a pretty interesting week of 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 wrestling to talk about with you guys. Mm-hmm. Um we got a pretty interesting week of wrestling to talk about with you guys, man. Um we have uh a we'll get to it, but um we got a very in my honest opinion mid Episode of Dynamite 200. Not really the most uh, interesting card, to be honest. It's just me, though. But we'll definitely talk about it. And then Durante may have mm-hmm. got the oddest birthday present that ever was. And that was a pretty fucking good episode of Monday Night Raw. A Monday Night Raw Reminiscent of what we should have gotten this past April for the Raw after WrestleMania. But the Raw after SummerSlam was pretty good. I, if I do say so myself, man, it was pretty fucking good. Very shocking, but pretty fucking good, man.
2: Hell yeah, man. That's really awesome to see, man. It's you of those rose,
1: Dude. It definitely came... Um it definitely was a curveball. For sure. For sure, man. It definitely came uh as a curve as a curveball uh for me cuz yeah, if if there was one thing I, I I did not expect. I thought we were just going to get another regular old episode of Monday Night Raw, man. So no. We actually got a pretty fucking good episode of Monday Night Raw, which was weird to see. Um but good to see, of course. Um, so in, uh, well, speaking of anniversary shows, um, as we're, you know, talking about Dynamite 200, dude, we are three years in with this very show, (laughs) Notorious Unscripted, bro. Um, you guys have seen the logo go through many many updates um uh and three years later actually this is our this i want to say is our third logo for the show and we're on our third year uh this um officially marks three years um this officially marks three years of doing um notorious unscripted dude so Man, it is it is crazy, crazy weird to see. Obviously, earlier this year, uh, usually after WrestleMania time, you guys know we do the Not- the Notorious Hills Podcast three year um, anniversary when our very first episode was. But as we went on, as we went on through the summer, you know we were doing fantasy bookings, uh, Mount Rushmores. Um, Top tens. Damn. What, what else? Was it? it was top tens. Mount Rushmore's fantasy booking. Um, what ifs? And what ifs was another one. So we were doing that for the summer, man. We were doing that for the summer. But as we, as we, um, Really just kind of ran out of things to what if and to fantasy book as there was only so much at the time we had written down, man, um, we uh wanted a show where we can come on here and just speak freely about current television because there wasn't a show where we talked about current television. At the time, that probably was a good thing because that was in the beginning of Pandemic Raw's and Pandemic Smackdown's. So that was probably a good thing at the time. um, But as things went on, obviously we wanted to talk about the weekly shows and stuff. So we came up with this idea, a show where maybe even some weeks we don't talk about the weekly stuff, which hints the name Unscripted. We wanted a show where we literally just had open mics and we just wanted to come on here and uh and hang out with you guys man so that sparked the idea um for this amazing show uh this has been I remember when we first started doing unscripted in the intro uh in the intro we would just say whenever uh, we i i know we didn't have a schedule for it i think i think we, the unscripted was just announced as any day of the week we do unscripted so that yep. was that was that was a time um but obviously you know we wanted we wanted to give you guys a little something that you can actually you know know when it's happening um like any show should have <laughs> so So we moved it to Monday Nights, man, and this has been our, this is, Monday Nights has been our home ever since where we come on here and just talk about the weekly TV show, bro. um, the weekly TV shows, um, it originally started off as, it was like Raw, I think we don't, we always talk about Raw, but then there was, there was AEW we would talk about and then SmackDown Dude, then for a little middle point there, it was literally just Raw and AEW. There, SmackDown was so non-existent. Now we've gotten to a point, um, and I guess this just goes to show that your trajectory of wrestling is in the right direction. Um, Now, dude, we talk about a little bit of Raw, a little bit of Dynamite. Uh, Well, Raw and Dynamite still are still like our main main two things we talk about little and uh, even a little bit of smackdown nowadays and collisions. So man, um but yeah, dude, it's been it's been a hell of a ride. It's been a hell of a ride. There's no end in sight and um yeah, I'm very thankful to the show for just letting us, letting us uh just not stick to a script, hence the name, and just kind of talk, talk freely about everything that's going on on television and just everything in the wrestling world. Everything and everything and anything in the wrestling world, man. So, this shows. Uh, th- this show's got a special, special place in my heart, and always, always, always uh, appreciative for it.
2: Truly, really, man. Truly, really, I'm so happy that it became what it became. Like you said, it was just a whatever day of the week we did it. And I remember at one point it was either a Monday or a Wednesday. And then it just ended up de factoing the Mondays, man, and we've been on the Mondays ever since. Um, So I remember for a while, we would say, you know, either Mondays or Wednesdays, but there was like a month or two straight where we were just doing it on Mondays, so we just made it just officially Mondays. Um, Shit's crazy, man. Shit's crazy, but so crazy to see how it came from what it was to what it is, and um, I'm happy for it, man. I'm really happy, I'm really happy, and it's crazy we hit three years, man, crazy, that um, it's been three years of Unscripted, even longer of the podcast in general, man, it's insane, I'm happy to see how it's grown there, I can't wait to see how it grows in the future, man, it's just it's gonna, it's gonna be dope.
1: Yeah, man. Yeah, it's been, uh, yeah, it's been, it's, it truly, truly has been, uh, truly has been a hell of a ride, bro. Truly has been a hell of a ride. And like I said, there's no end in sight. You're obviously going to keep doing our thing. We're obviously going to keep doing our thing, man. And, um, just giving you guys, uh, giving you guys some of the, giving you guys some of the best analysis of the weekly TV shows, um, that there is to offer, bro. So, um, yeah, this show uh, this show's been super great, super great to to me. Um, you know, like I said, allowing us to to flex that creative muscle and just kind of talk talk about whatever the hell we want, man. So it's been it's been a hell of a ride, man. It's been a hell of a ride, and I hope you guys have enjoyed it as much as uh, as much as I have. So yeah, man. Oh yeah, bro. So with that, man, I guess we can just go ahead and hop into the intro, man. So. What is going on, guys? We are back with, yet again, another edition of the New Source Hills Podcast, man. And this is episode 155 of Notorious Unscripted, three-year anniversary. Um, Oh, God. Another thing. Dude, a couple weeks ago, I went back. Um, I usually like to do this before our anniversary shows. I went back and I watched the very first episode of Unscripted. Holy shit, were we choppy, bro? Man, how the oh, fuck? Oh yeah. How did anybody? How did anybody care what? to listen to what we had to say, bro? I mean, Jesus. Um. Yeah. So. in the
2: damn game, talking, damn game while talking. Oh, it was bad.
1: Oh God, it was it was atrocious. It really was, bro. It really was. It was atrocious, man. Um, yeah. That is some of the that is some of the choppiest podcasts you will you will ever you will ever listen to, um, for real. So yes, uh, like Sir Kay was mentioning uh, when he was talking about it. But the the growth the growth of the show in general, not even just on Stricted, but the show in general, man, is super super proud to see, um, and, and is is uh, inspiring for, um, myself, um. Just keep going, bro. Just keep going. Um, So, yeah, man, three years, three years down the hatch, and, man, the time flew by, bro. It is absolutely insane you know that it's it been has. three years.
2: Crazy as hell, man. Truly crazy.
1: Seriously, bro. So, this is episode 155, the three-year anniversary of Notorious Unscripted. And this is your first time watching, you guys do not know how the show works. Every Monday, we're on here with Unscripted. After Monday Night Raw and every Friday at 4 p.m. Central, we are on here with the news. Um, and for the Big Five for AEW and the Big Five for WWE, we are on here directly after the show goes off the air with the official post-show review. So speaking of that, if you guys did miss this past Friday's edition of the news... And this past Saturday's edition of the SummerSlam 2023 review, both of those are available for you guys on all platforms, man. That is Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcasts. If you want to see it first, join us right here, like I said, every Friday at 4 p.m. Central and on the Big Five for WWE and the Big Five for AEW. We are on here directly after the show goes off the air, man, so... Both of those are available for you guys, man, and also stay tuned because the next time we'll be live live with a show, with a post show, is in a very short amount of time. Uh, it's going to be in three weeks' time for all-ins and then a week after that for all Out. so stay tuned for that. Um, so, yeah, man. Um, also, if this is your first time watching, you guys do, uh, have not got a chance to get your hands on some of the official Notorious Heels podcast merchandise. You guys can find this. Live on the merch shop, that is Bonifair.com, link is at the top of the description of this very video, and in either Bind or Cirque's social media pages, man. So, with that, you have all eight of these beautiful designs, plus more on the merch shop. You got the Chicago flag design, you got the uncrowned kings of the IWC design, you have the base logo design, the Riddler inspired IWC's best kept secret design, the three versions of the notorious world order design you got the chicago flag design like you see on your screen classic black and white and the wolf pack red you guys got all of that um all of those all three of those designs available on the merch shop for you guys you got the grand slam design the notorious scratch logo the only community that matters plus more all eight of those beautiful designs plus more available on the merch shop for you guys again that is bonfire.com link is at the top description of this very video and in either mine or Sir Kay's social media pages, man. Also, if the first time watching and you guys do not know who we are here at the Notorious Heels Podcast, I am Johnny Mayhem, one half of the host of this very show. And as for the other half, we got my man Sir K here. How's it going, man? It's uh um, it's
2: going good, man. It's going good. Um just been chilling. Pretty normal Monday, man. And, uh, fuck yeah, man, it's not been, I mean, not much been going on. Been out pretty normal lately. Um, I'm pretty just chill and normal. But, um, like Durante always asks, man, how's life, how's the family? Life's good, man, the family's good. Speaking of you, Durante, I saw on Twitter, man, happy birthday to Durante, man. A in the chat, was Durante happy birthday, man? The GOAT, man. The GOAT. Happy birthday, man. I hope you have a good birthday. But, um, the family's good. The life's good. Um, and what about you, man? What about you? What about everybody in chat in the replay? And, uh, what about you, bro? How you doing?
1: I'm doing good, bro. I'm doing good, man. As Durante always asks, man, I'm good. Family's good. And I also want to take a second... To give a uh, very special birthday shout out to the man himself. Um, one of our great mods of this channel, one of the very trusted individuals that is a mod for the Notorious Seals podcast, dude. And genuinely just a funny ass person, bro. Um is always cracking me up in the comments like uh his like his one here is Johnny Gargano on fucking Jupiter somewhere. I think so. You, I genuinely think so. I don't know what the fuck that man's doing nowadays, um, but yeah, man. So happy birthday to Durante, bro. Um, and thanks for always making me laugh, dude. Uh, for real. Um, and, and yeah, thanks for, thanks for, uh, thanks for riding with us, bro. And 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 being a, a very very regular member of this channel, dude. Almost every stream you're in here the whole way with us. Um, so thanks for. <laughs> Thanks for hearing thanks for um Thanks for listening to what we have to say. Thanks for caring about what we have to say, man. We uh and it, it you are just as appreciated, bro. You're the man, and happy birthday, dude. I hope you had a great day. Um unfortunately, we're about like three minutes away from it being over, but you know we gotta get them birthday wishes in there. Um so happy birthday to Durante. And if everybody can wish Durante a happy birthday, that would be very, very appreciated, man. So yeah, um uh yeah, other than that, dude, nothing 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 too much going on, bro. Nothing too much going on. I uh, just got done with SummerSlam weekend, as you know. So Yeah, that's uh that's that's about it, bro. That's about it. Um Yeah, um yeah, that's that's all I got. <laughs> that's all I got. Nothing nothing mm-hmm. nothing nothing too much, man. Nothing too much. So other than that. How is um uh yes so, and, and everybody else in chat as well. Everybody else in chat, man. Durante Logan Bell JT Pops, everybody, everybody in chat, man. Um whether you're here now or watch on the replay, how the hell are you guys, man? So yeah, um Dynamite two hundred, bro. Dynamite two hundred, man. What'd you think?
2: Fucking okay. Mid bruh. I, I remember maybe two things from um dynamite. Maybe not really. Dude, that show was about as boring and and pointless as possible, man. What has dynamite become?
1: A shell of his former self.
2: Exactly, bro. Exactly. <sighs>
1: man uh i um yeah i i was i was expecting something a little cooler for dynamite 200 um they went back to the old tunnel look but like it was just the ramp that was retro like everything else had like the updated dynamite trons um Ooh. i really I really wish they would have just went, like, the whole thing and gave us, like, that, like, super early AEW Dynamite look. I thought that would have, I thought that would have been something really, like, cool and nostalgic to just do for one episode. Um, But, yeah, all they did was just, they did the two tunnels and then they did the, uh, the Trons on the ramp had, you know, like, the splashing paint design but everything else, like the ring, the ring apron and all that stuff was just like current dynamite. So that uh, didn't really master exactly. the aesthetic for me, to be honest.
2: No. Not at all.
1: But other than that, oh my god, Durante. Fucking Yeah, that 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 was one of the best parts about the show, dude. The Nick Wayne segment where oh, um yeah. oh yeah yeah for sure for sure either that or um the mjf uh the mjf and adam cole stuff as as usual man um so oh, yeah. to open the show we got uh chris jericho and konosuke takesta Versus Daniel Garcia and Sammy Guevara. In a tag team match. And this one. This one. um, This one was okay. You know. I mean we're not really watching this match for the astounding match quality of it. We're more so watching it for the story. To see what happens with Don Callis and, and Chris Jericho. And Chris Jericho and the JAS. And um, we're more so watching for that. So the match was what it was. It really wasn't anything too special. Um, but uh, the the hook here in this match was uh, Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho. Um. Chris Jericho uh, was in the sharpshooter from Daniel Garcia. He was locked in the sharpshooter. Don Callis, Don Callis comes over, comes over, uh, cause Chris Jericho was crawling towards the ropes. Don Callis comes over there with Jericho's baseball bat and he smacks Daniel Garcia in the face with it. And Daniel Garcia plops down. They forget to fucking throw the damn thing out of the ring. They forget to, to throw the, uh, the bat out of the ring and the bat is, in the middle of the fucking ring and Aubrey Edwards has to stand there like an idiot and not turn around and look at Don Callis because obviously she's going to see the bat. So she's Daniel Garcia is laying there just dead. Fucking Chris Jericho's looking at Callis like what the fuck like what the fuck would you do that for? And he uh Chris Jericho thinks about it for a second and he looks at Callis And he ends up covering Daniel Garcia, to pick up the victory, for himself and Kanosuke Takeshita. Kishiroko feels very indifferent about it. He gets up, he gets up, um, and Kalis and Takeshita want to celebrate, and he kind of just walks off, man. He kind of just walks off, and that's that's that. Afterwards, he was uh, questioned by Daddy Magic um again so it's going to be very interesting to see what uh it's very it's going to be very interesting to see what happens with um with Chris Jericho and Don Callis going into either all in or all out or if the rumors are true it's going to be very interesting to see how the hell Will Ospreay gets slotted into mm-hmm. all of this
2: it's really interesting man i'm, I'm really intrigued to see how long, all of this is going to go man Um, one of the better things on Dynamite recently, um, I like what they did here, I liked how Chris Jericho's been playing it up, and, um, I overall like what they're doing here, man, it's not bad, it's not the most interesting thing, but, but it's not bad at all. Um, I'm intrigued for this upcoming week, man, literally, this week's episode of Dynamite looks like so much of a better 200th episode of Dynamite than the one we actually fucking got. Yeah, but um, they said we're getting um what, the last, god you know, a meeting or something, for the Chris Jericho J S shit, and uh, I'm intrigued, man. I'm intrigued. It hasn't been bad, man.
1: Definitely, definitely, uh, for sure, for sure, bro. So, um, yeah, so that was that, that was that, man. Um, Jack Perry. Jungle Boy Jack Perry comes out, uh, again with the FTW... Yeah, are you back?
2: I'm back. Goddamn.
1: Okay, yeah, um, yeah, this, this stuff, this stuff with, with, uh, RVD and, and and Jungle Boy, uh, well, well, this stuff with Jungle Boy, rather... This 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 is something that, um, obviously, I hoped would help fuel Jungle Boy's uh, Heal Heat. But it seems like all it's fueling is uh, Tony Khan's, like, mad obsession with ECW. Um, we know last year that the guy was having Chris Jericho run his ECW gimmick, uh, came out to his ECW theme song. We know he's a huge fucking fan of ECW. Um, but that seems like it's all it's doing. Um, now I'm glad that, uh, I'm very (laughs) glad that Tony Khan, uh, I I feel like he heard the noise and didn't, um, and and ended up not putting RVD versus Jungle Boy on all in, uh, because I mean, what kind of fucking... I mean, you know, these people paid to see these. These people paid to see these people in AEW, and that should be a testament to what you've built, uh, with the roster that you have. People want to see your stars that you feature. Uh, maybe if you even feature them for a two-week basis out of the year, you know what I mean. But people paid to to see your AEW stars, dude. People didn't pay for. For you to put fucking RVD, no disrespect to RVD, that's the last thing I want to do. RVD is one of my favorites from ECW, but I mean, come on. I mean, come on here, bro. Nobody fucking paid to see Jeff Jarrett versus Grado. I don't even know who the fuck Grado is, and I wish I never knew who the fuck Jeff Jarrett was. Nobody paid for this shit. People want to see these fucking... People want to see these people in AEW that you've built. People want to see... Darby Allen. they want to see MJF, they want to see Moxley, they want to see Blackpool Combat Club, they want to see Ricky Starks, some motherfuckers might even want to see Keith Lee. That's who these people want to see, dude. These people didn't pay this fucking money. 80,000 people did not pay to see fucking Rob Van Dam in 2023, and fucking Jeff Jarrett and Grado. I mean, seriously.
2: No, exactly, bro, like, all the people... I bought all-in tickets. or all see AEW talent. That's the whole point. All-in is to showcase your AEW talent in front of eighty thousand people for the first time in the UK. That's the whole point. You already sold tickets. Why are you putting these fucking these legends and all these people, um, in the show? You don't need to. Just make a genuine show that you would make normally. Just a little bit of higher standard. That's all you need to do. And in my opinion, they're failing at that. Am I not happy with Jeff Jarrett? I mean, not Jeff Jarrett. What the fuck? Of course I'm not happy with Jeff Jarrett. With RVD? No, I don't mind him. I don't mind RVD at all. I'm cool with it. Um, you could do a lot worse. But at the end of the day, this is supposed to showcase AEW talent at AEW's biggest show. Why are you not showcasing AEW talent at their biggest show? It's annoying to me.
1: And that's that's the, the mind boggling part, because legends are supposed to be your sorry attempt if you aren't selling tickets like, oh, shit, we didn't sell any fucking tickets at all. Let me throw some legends at you to get you to buy some tickets. Not the case, bro. Not the fucking case here. You like th- this is like th- this is like revert, This is like the reverse of what any promoter would do. If if they sold 80,000 tickets with just based off their roster, like, dude, again, like the legends attempts are like that's something WWE would do back in the era of when they were selling their buy one, get four fucking extravaganzas. You know they. A- oh, let me let me throw some legends out. Let me throw fucking Undertaker. Let me throw Goldberg on the show, and then your ticket sales might go up a little bit for the for the fucking versions that uh used to watch Goldberg back in the fucking nineties. That's for them. You know what I mean? And and, and the leg- that you know the, the legends are your sorry attempt to get people to come out to the show when you're not doing well. They did well without announcing a fucking match, and Tony Khan could have just put out. Anything like you could have gave us just an abundance of future talent on your show. But what does he do where we get rumored um, all these fucking legends in these matches that you're that that are for all in? Like, what are we doing here, dude? This is 80,000 people. And you want to fucking put Jeff Jarrett and Grado on the show? You want to put legends on the show? The only legend I care to see in AEW, oh, I guess Chris Jericho is technically a legend, but yeah. the, other than him, is Sting.
2: Sting. I would love to see Sting. I would be 100,000,000% fine with Sting. Let Batman do some crazy shit. That'll be awesome. But, like, you don't need to sell. You already sold all the tickets. If you want, you could put the biggest nobodies on this show. Exactly. And guess what? You already bought your tickets. That's the- that's the- that's what you want. You want the tickets to sell out before you even announce the match. Now we're fucking three weeks away, and we still have, like, fucking three matches announced for this show.
1: One. It's
2: like- I think they- with Collision, they- they added, um-
1: Oh, Samoa Joe and Punk. And then FTR and the- you're right, Um, you're right.
2: It's three. Now we have three. (laughs) Oh, man. But- as of Wednesday, it was one, literally one match, and it was a main event.
1: Well, like
2: I, I don't understand that, man. You already have a i I think they hit eighty-one thousand tickets now. I think they just hit that today or something or yesterday. Wow. People just bought it just because, and you fucking just because they know your roster, and yeah, yeah, give people Grado, who is apparently I heard some big guy in the UK or something. I never fucking heard of the guy. I was I hate to break it to all the UK fans. Never put him with Jeff
1: Jarrett? Um
2: Like what a fucking what Jeff Jarrett? Why is he even on the show? Why is he employed, first of all, on T V. But dude put your people on AEW and showcase your people because that is what they're all the UK local news and shit'll be talking about when they're talking about all in who's on the show. And you're gonna show them Jeff Jarrett and Grado?
1: And I'm sorry. Come on, that's not. In you. The the mm-hmm. only UK guy that gets the that is not an AEW that gets the pass for me to be at all in because he's wow. actually mm-hmm. a big name is Will Ospreay. That's it.
2: Exactly. Maybe you don't want to do the Kenny match because I think both parties want to save it for um, Wrestle Kingdom. I can respect that easily. Yeah. You have such a big roster. You could put Will Osprey versus fucking anybody and that shit's gonna be heat.
1: Like You could come finally on, bro. do the Andrade match. You could do That would be really good. Keith bad. Lee,
2: you Andrade, could Andrade, Malachi.
1: Malachi Black. Yeah, there's a ton of fucking people you can do.
2: Like, come on people, come on in. I know Andrade wants to face Malachi Black at all in, and I really hope it happens. But I have a feeling that Tony Khan's going to put that on All Out instead. And I will be furious if that's on All Out instead. Because you need to showcase that t- that talent in front of 80,000 plus, man. Yeah. You do. You have to.
1: 100%. And
2: I just don't like what they're doing with All In. I like the matches they've so far, they're pretty good. But like the overall five, what they're trying to do here, like put AEW talent on this show, please.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely, bro. Um so Jungle Boy's standing out there and he's, you know, talking, uh he's talking about, you know, how he's supposed to meet Jerry Lynn tonight and stuff and um Jerry Lynn comes out there and he says, you know, I wish I can come to the ring and, and kick your ass. Uh but unfortunately, I have uh, all these screws in my neck, and uh, every doctor in the world would tell me no. But I just so happen to have a friend that was in ECW, and I have a friend that actually still wrestles today. Crowd starts chanting RVD. Everybody knows what's about to fucking happen. Um, and all of a sudden, our uh, music hits. Uh, I believe the song's called Walk by Pantera. Um, mm-hmm. which I guess is his ECW theme. I don't know. I'm more of a one of a kind guy. Um, it's just, it's me. just me. Um I...
2: from me.
1: Yeah, it it was okay. It wasn't it wasn't it wasn't Def Rebel, but Sometimes. you know, it was no. it was good. Yeah. Um Yeah, it was it was it was good. But um RVD shows up, crowd goes nuts. I I went nuts. I I a little. The only reason I didn't was because uh, the only reason I didn't fully mark out was because I thought that this was uh I thought that this was uh not on pay-per-view or so I thought that this was going to be at all in and I was kind of just like what the fuck. Um but I'm cool with this being in two weeks. Um and I I love I, I love seeing R V D and AEW. I think, I think it's a really cool thing. Um and, and see it seeing him do his oh, seeing him do his Rob Van Dam pretty sick, man, pretty sick, and you love to see it. You do love to see it, bro. Uh so seeing him seeing him do that was uh awesome and dude seeing him jump up and kick like that. At that age, yeah. is absolutely insane.
2: Yeah, that shit's crazy as fuck, man. Um, yeah, it was awesome seeing a man, um, crazy could still call it his age, but like, man, I just, I don't know, man. I don't know. I think they could be doing better with what they're doing with Jack Perry. Yeah, and, you know, RVD's awesome. He's really cool to see, but I, I think they could have done this way better. And I think they could have found an even better spot if they even wanted in it. I, I, I get if, you know, you want some, you could take someone who's not busy and put him against RV. You do his own thing, but that's just me, man. But he looks good, man. And that's good to see. And it'll be a great match, man.
1: Definitely, dude. Definitely. Yeah, man. Um, Yeah, it's, it's awesome. It's awesome to see mm-hmm. Rob Van Dam. It really is. But, mm-hmm. you know, it, it 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 on one hand, it, on one hand, dude. It, it it again. It's just sucks that you know this this is uh less to fuel Jack Perry and more to uh, fuel Tony Khan's love for ECW. So
2: exactly, that's all it that is.
1: Uh yeah, man. So after that, we got to anything goes three way. I don't know why they would give us a fucking sequel to last week's matches. The match wasn't too bad. It was just nothing I really cared to see. Um, no. Yeah, and it won, so that's, that's that. Uh, nothing nothing much more, I guess, on that. It was just that, and then that fueled a parking lot brawl between the best friends in the Blackpool Combat Club for Rampage and... That, that left me questioning why they didn't put that on AEW Dynamite. Because that was way better.
2: Yeah, it was actually a really good match. And that would be the perfect match, you know, put on your 200 episode, maybe. I don't fucking get it, man.
1: Being that a large chunk of Dynamites took place from Daly's place, I don't think anybody in the live crowd would have minded, uh, you know... Watching the parking lot brawl from Daly's place, um, exactly. Yeah i I don't know. I don't know. But it was it was a really good it was a really good match, man. It was a really good match. Um, on Rampage. But as for the match on Dynamite, I mean, it was a good match. It was just nothing oh, I really cared to see. Yeah. yeah. So, MJF. MJF, man, he comes out, he comes out to the, he comes out to the ring, and he talks about how he wants to become better, he talks about how he, um, knows the fans love him, and he wants to, uh, become a better human being, and he talks, um, he pretty much, pretty much turns, uh, turns... Turns babyface, kind of, um, if you will, officially, he kind of officially turns baby face here, man, as like I said, he, he was out here and he was out here and, and he, he was talking, um, he was talking about how, you know, he's been making steps ever since he teamed with Adam Cole. He says it, it's still going to take some time and I. I'm gonna try not to be a scumbag, but he says, but I, but he says, but let's be honest, I still am a scumbag. Let's be honest. But he says he wants to be our scumbag. Crowd starts chanting, "You're our scumbag, dude!" I, I love it, and I, I'm, I'm gonna say this every time they tease MJF, baby face turn, um, I, it's organic especially now more than ever it's organic and MJF is just such a great heel he's a baby face that's eventually what happens to you that's just the trajectory of wrestling um but dude yeah i i, I don't i don't think i would i don't think i would find anybody i don't think i would find anybody that would be opposed to an actual MJF babyface turn. Um I, I I really don't I really don't think so, man. And um yeah, I, I, I love it man. I love it. I think this is uh, I think this is great for real. And and I would not be against no, seeing definitely. him as a babyface.
2: Exactly, man, exactly. Um I would like what he has been doing, man. I like it. Anytime he teases a babyface side, I think it's genuinely amazing. I think he does that role really well, and I think he could easily become babyface soon in AEW, too, so, I like the way this is going, man, I really do, um, hearing him, you know, be our scumbag is awesome, I fucking love it, um, and I, I can't wait to see how this continues, man, I think they're doing really good with this, it's the best part of AEW right now, for me, easily, and, um, they're killing it, man, and I love baby fake side MJF, man. I really do.
1: A hundred percent, bro. A hundred percent. And I was telling you about this, but, um, you know, if we're speaking in kayfabe here, heel MJF hates this place. He hates it. There's no fucking yeah. way, honestly, because that man is constantly talking about when he was a heel and, you know, he was always constantly talking about how he hates this place and how there's no competition and how, you know, he he should just retire with the belt because nobody's worthy of beating him for it. Like he is, you know, constantly talking about that. But I think if he is going to resign with the company, the way you can get it to make sense for him to resign is by turning him babyface. Because then, exactly. the reason he would stay, because obviously he still thinks that about all the other competitors, he still thinks nobody's on the level of the devil, as he says, but the one reason you can get him to stay, oh, and uh, who forgets, he, he obviously hates the fans, right? Heel MJF cannot stand the fat marks. Sometimes yeah. neither can I. <laughs> um, so, you know, MJF would... would um the reason he would stay is because of the fans. It,
2: it exactly.
1: Would, it would make sense. It would make sense because I don't know how you would get heel MJF or I don't know how you would explain that and uh, in, speaking in kayfabe, I do not know how you would explain him staying with AEW.
2: No, exactly. You can't. I mean, you could only do the cheap, you know, they offer you the most money. But like, come on, that's cheap as hell. Let's get some real reasons, and I think Babyface MJF would have the best reason.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, bro. So, so he says. After he says that, he says, you know, um, the reason, uh, that the reason why all this has been dawning on him is because, he um, he's had help from his best friend. Um, from his very best friend, um, his very best friend, Adam Cole, uh, Adam Cole, uh, so he asked Adam Cole to come out, so Adam Cole comes out, and Adam Cole comes out, and he says, look man, I promised you a match for the Triple B at um I promised you a match for for the AEW World Championship. Um and he he tells he tells Adam Cole. He says, "But as I thought about it more, uh you're not going to get a match." Adam Cole starts freaking out. He starts getting pissed off. He's oh, standing man. there. MJF just trots over to the fucking timekeeper or the corner of the ring by the timekeepers area. And he grabs a contract and he says, you are going to get the match in front of 80,000 people at Wembley stadium, all in, in the main event, Adam Cole versus MJF. Adam Cole is now ecstatic He's ecstatic. He signs a contract. And he gives it to MJF. And he says, uh, I love you, Max. And they hug. And Adam Cole does. See, this is where it gets tricky. Adam Cole Mm -hmm. does the hug that he gave Roderick Strong. Where he kind of balls his fist up. And he hugs him like that. Mm -hmm. Almost like he's stabbing him in the back. You know, that kind of motion. He's putting a knife in his back. But the other side of the coin is what was on that contract? Could MJF have just given him a genuine contract? Sure, maybe. Maybe that was a swerve. Mm-hmm. Maybe MJF hands you a contract and everybody thinks Oh you know, oh <clears throat> um what's there's gotta be something fishy in there. MJF just gave him a contract. Maybe there wasn't, maybe there wasn't anything fishy on there, but either way, Adam Cole was too ecstatic to look at it. So it's tricky. And then Adam Cole does the same hug. He gave Roderick strong back in NXT before he turned on him.
2: Interesting, man. It's really interesting, man. Who's going to turn here is the real question, man. I've, Mm. it's tough because they go the three ways which is Cole, MJF, or I could also see genuinely them turning on at the same time like they said they would and just fucking just be like oh it was gonna turn on you I was gonna turn on you too I could see that but if I had to pick one man I think I would do the Adam Cole turn I think I mean, not the way certain wrestling podcasts said it. Um, uh fuck. Who who was it? It was Russell talking. Somebody else that said, you know, you know how like earlier in the promo, um, MJF said, you know, the kids would bully him by throwing change at him and calling him, you know, what they call him.
1: Oh yeah, yeah.
2: So when it was. For... Oh no! Said that ass change at MJF and fucking him insults. That ain't gonna go well, bro. Like, what? First what of fucking, all, what?
1: First of all, isn't that not extremely childish? But um, I don't think throwing change at him and 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 calling him Jew boy. Is something that thirty-year-old <laughs> men do to each other. Um, no. It's just me. And... Maybe, as, may, maybe like just for like some way out, and just kind of chuck him at him while he was laying there beaten up. That would just kind of you know be something a little devious he can do. But mm-hmm. r- reliving the whole scenario, I don't think is the way to turn. Or, or, or maybe Adam Cole, maybe he doesn't throw him, but maybe he just like dumps some dimes on him just to remind MJF of it, you know, something like that. But doing the whole yeah. chucking Man. quarters at him and calling him Jew boy, I don't think that's, I don't think that's, uh, that, that would just look incredibly childish, like I said, for two 30 year old men to be sitting there and doing.
2: No, that would not go over well. At all, man. But if I had to choose one of these outcomes, man, I think I would do the Adam Cole turn, man. I want to see the side of MJF come out. And I think Adam Cole turning is the perfect way to go, man. If you even turn any of them at, at Wembley. But I feel like they will. And if I have to choose one of them, uh, I'm going to go with Adam Cole, man.
1: But that's the thing. That's the thing. It's like you just brought Adam Cole back as like a babyface. So, but the thing is, it's like MJF, MJF is like, uh, you know, he's, he, he's like, what does he always say, bro? The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was making you think that he wasn't real. Yeah. And he's doing yeah, it like now to like the extent, like, People genuinely want to see this man turn baby face. So if he does it again, you know this man is just really the devil. But um, so it's, dude, it's really
2: it's he int- turned face for a while.
1: That's the thing for a long time. That's the thing, man. It is very, very tricky, and and what and with uh with what they do here, bro. It is very tricky, man, because. I don't know. At this point, at this point, I, I've there's aspects to it, you know that that you know it's kind of like like I said, like AEW just brought Adam Cole back as a baby face and stuff like that. So there's things like that you got to look at. But I think if I'm talking about this personally, bro, I really, I really feel at this point, I, I would, I would love to see. I think at this point, I would, I would really love to see. Um, MJF really going to a baby face and, and, and see Adam Cole bring back, uh, being that if these Undisputed Era guys start coming back as, um, if these, oh, well we'll get to that in a second. If these Undisputed Era guys come back, they left altogether as heels. So, I would like to see them come back as heels because then they could feud with the Elite. So, at this point, man, I think I'm sitting in the same boat. Uh, I think I'm sitting in the same boat with you, bro. I think I would really like to see MJF finally make that jump over to a baby face. It's organic now. You know, it, it's, you know, people love him more than they ever have. Um, uh, people people love MJF. And, and, and um, I, I think... I think we can, I think we can spare a baby face Adam Cole run, uh, for, you know, another year or so. Um, so I would, I I, Damn,
2: I think that's my preferred path and, um, I hope that, mm.
1: yeah. um, what were you we saying?
2: No, go ahead. I, I was done.
1: Oh, um, yeah, but MJF, uh, he still needs to come out with that devil mask it still he, it still needs to happen.
2: Oh, 100%. Oh, 100%, man. Definitely.
1: For sure. So so um after this, Roderick Strong is in the back fucking losing his marbles. He's in the back, he's screaming, he's throwing, he's throwing water bottles, he's throwing fucking monitors. He's having a fit, right? And the fucking kingdom come up to Roddy and they say, we get it, man. Classic Adam Cole, always forgetting about his real friends. Oh, you can't be fucking serious right now.
2: I'm sorry bruh. I don't want the kingdom at all. Give me the UE bro. I take fucking I will 100 no shame in it. Take Bobby Fish over on any of them in the kingdom. Easily. No shame.
1: None. None whatsoever. Bobby Fish clears Matt Taven and Mike Bennett. I'm sorry. You um
2: fucking losers.
1: Dude Oh, bro, if they fucking go with any sort of kingdom reunion, you're immediately making the wrong step with Adam Cole. Or I would even hate to see them do some sort of kingdom and uh, and undisputed combo. You're, like, with the Undisputed Elite, where they just never put Adam Cole in the Undisputed Era, and they just put, like, these fused groups, like, the Undisputed Elite. Like, I can see them calling them, like, the Undisputed mm. Kingdom. No, I don't want to see none of that. I don't want to see a lick of it.
2: I just want to see the Undisputed. That's all I want. Call them that. Give them the yellow fucking theme shit. And that's all I want, man. That's literally all I want. Give me what I want.
1: Seriously. As Batista would say, give me what I want.
2: That's not what I want. And it's the fucking kingdom. That is not what I fucking want.
1: No. Um, yeah, dude... Please, for the love of God, no. And they even had a whole little promo package on Rampage. I really hope they don't try to fucking shoehorn this little story into, into, um, into this MJF story. Because I can assure you, nobody wants to see the fucking kingdom in AEW. It's done and it's over with. And Adam Cole is not going to help those guys... At all. They're just dead acts. They're just bland as fuck.
2: You know, they're bland as shit, man. Ain't no helping them, man.
1: <sighs> so, that was that. Um, The Elite uh, beat Jeff Jarrett, Jay Lethal, and Satnam Singh in six-man action. Um, the Hardy Boys came out to help. Uh, Hangman came out to help after the match. And then afterwards, they announced that they re-signed with AEW. Huge pop, obviously, by the crowd. And uh, Kenny Omega says, we have re-signed, which means we're going to be seeing a whole lot more of us here on Dynamite. Here on Rampage. Hell, maybe even on Collision. Oh, yeah. And obviously, there is a little bit of a follow-up on Saturday that we will get to. Um, that is very interesting. Um, Swerve. <laughs> oh, this God, is
2: this.
1: This, this is exactly the kind of shit we need to see from this man. Exactly. Swerve and A.R. Fox show up to Nick Wayne's garage where he trains. Bro.
2: (sighs) That shit was amazing. they fucking decimated not only that man, but his fucking house, his fucking training facility, his garage, man. Shit was insane.
1: And his friends. He had a couple friends in the ring uh, and outside of the ring just, you know, watching him have a match. Dude, fucking... (laughs) Swerve, uh, Swerve, and Ar Fox show up in fucking shisty masks, and dude, Ar Fox wrestling in the shisty mask. This is this is gold right here. They need to keep this up, complete. dude.
2: I love it. This shit is hilarious.
1: So they show up. Swerve walks in the door and says, "What up, turds." <laughs> As they just, as he gets in the ring and Swerve's just yelling, let's have a match, let's have a match. And then they just start beating the shit out of his friends and Nick Wayne. They, um, Nick Wayne starts uh fighting back A.R. Fox and he, he, he starts whooping A.R. Fox ass. And Swerve just throws a picture at him and it just shatters. Swerve picks the picture up and he says, oh, this was a picture of you and your dad. Here, I'll put it right here in the spot where you found out that he wasn't with us anymore.
2: Holy fuck, man. They were watching too much Christian Pro Bowls because holy shit, I loved every ounce of that, bro. That is what we should have been getting from Swerve this whole time.
1: Who the fuck... Who the fuck has been hanging out with Christian Cage, bro? Jesus.
2: I swear to God. Come on, I'm gonna put the picture where you found out he was no longer with us. That is insane. And then um there was just like a skateboard there and you know, um, just chucked it through the, the window for no reason. Just to be an asshole. Like this dude loved Every ounce of the segment. I love that way they acted. I love what they did, and um, uh, I love what they did here, man. I really
0: did.
1: They they get on the phone, or Nick Wayne goes to grab his phone, and Ar Fox steps on his hand, and then Swerve sort of picks up the phone, and, and he and he uh says, he says, um, oh, you who are you trying to call, Darby Allen? So he you know picks up the phone he so he picks it up and he he makes Nick Wayne type in his passcode and he calls Darby and Darby goes uh Darby goes what up Nick and fucking Swerves goes nah the same Nick and he's fucking and and he's telling um he was he was just talking shit to Darby Allen about you know how they just whooped his boy's ass um and that was that was it, bro. That was it. And what was a pretty fucking good... It, this was easily some of the best work that Swerve has done in AEW. And him just acting like a fucking devious-ass thug is the way to go, bro. This is the way to go with, with Swerve. This man needs to be a, a fucking villain. And this is the heel Swerve that we needed from day one.
2: Oh, 100%, man. This how he should have been the whole time, man. This is what um the mogul affiliates or the mogul embassy should have been the whole time. Is shit like this, man. Loved it what they were doing with A. R. Fox and this group, and I love how they're acting now. I love this shit. This is what they should have been the whole time, man. One hundred percent.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. Um. Aussie open defeat Vikingo and commander. Uh, for the ROH Tag Team Championships. Um, and then in the main event, Hikaru Shida defeats Tony Storm for the AEW Women's Championship. I'm assuming it's because uh, Tony is about to go film a movie. Um, this absolutely sucks mm-hmm. that it's like this close to all in. I mean, I know Tony's not from the UK, um, but I think she spent a lot of time there because I, I believe she was like roommates with Jamie Hader at one point. Um, it sucks, bro. It sucks, but as for Hikaru Shida, I mean, I don't really know anybody that gives a shit to see Hikaru Shida walk into All-In as, as AEW Women's Champion. Sorry to say it, but it's the truth.
2: No, yeah, it's one of the worst options they could have went with, man. Um, to me, In my opinion, man, I, I don't care for Hikaru Shida. I don't see what is special about her at all. I really don't um but she's champ now so that's that's mad i guess um fuck what was i gonna say um damn it i fucking forgot what i was gonna say about this fucking about what happened man but oh yeah that's what i was gonna say apparently according to the aw works um they love not only love that karushita one but they want her to have Orange Cassidy-like title reign. No. Where she just faces people every week. No. What? Do you want to doom Dynamite? Imagine two champions where all they do is just wrestle random matches. That sounds garbage.
1: Oh, yeah, and she's already facing Anna Jay next week for no reason.
2: For no reason. And I don't care about that type of reign, man. I like a story. I know. I'm a story merchant. Call me one of that, if you will. I like a good story, man. And a Karushita, she ain't telling no stories, bruh. So, I don't want a serious champ. Simple as that, man. Even, yeah, you can even not tell stories. and you could be great in the ring. She ain't that good to not tell stories, bruh. She ain't.
1: Yeah. No question. No question, bro. So, um, as for Rampage, another fun fact. We just talked about what happened to Keith Lee he was in a uh, trio's action with the hardy boys that's what Keith lee has got going on nowadays started to throw that out there but um as for AEW collision ftr defeat the team as brian cage would say the gargantuan giraffe big bill And the Vanilla Gorilla, Brian Cage, fucking, (laughs) absolutely
2: killed me. I loved it.
1: Big Cass was doing the gritty in this match, and, um, they lost. The Gargantuan Giraffe and the Vanilla Gorilla lost the match. Um... Match was okay. Um, yeah, no, nothing, nothing really too much.
2: No man, the um, the brolic boots are the god as I prefer. Um, they didn't (laughs) take that win, man, but they've actually been pretty funny lately, and that's good to see, man. It's good to see Brian Cage actually being used again because I like the guy. He's good, which is the craziest part. Is a casual viewer to AEW wouldn't know this man is that good.
1: Yeah. Definitely, bro. Definitely, Brian Cage, Brian Cage is uh, tremendous, and and it's also nice to see him actually looking like he's having fun nowadays. So. Yeah, man. Um. Uh, yeah. So FTR won the match, and they said after the match. Uh, they said that they want to um, they want to settle the score with a certain tag team, and they want to have a match with this certain tag team to see who is the greatest tag team of all time. At Wembley, the Young Bucks. They call out the Bucks, and holy shit. This is going to be nuts. FTR versus Bucks 3. And I love love how spaced out we got these matches. They didn't blow their load in a whole six-month period and just give us a whole trilogy. This trilogy has been going on for three years, and it's been an amazing thing.
2: Exactly, man. Exactly. It's one of those things where I like how spaced out it is. And I love that match, man. I can't wait to see that, man. And I'm really intrigued to see who wins, man, because I'm down for either of them to win, um, and I, I can't wait to see how this match goes, man. Number three, man, finally. It's gonna be, it's gonna be awesome.
1: Hell yeah, bro. Hell yeah. Should be, should be pretty sick, man. Should be pretty sick. I'm definitely excited for it. Um, it does suck that the only guys willing to work together in this whole little circle are FTR and the Bucks, uh, as we can't get the other yeah. two to participate um, that being, you know, Kenny and Punk, but, I mean, it is what it is, and, and I'm glad that they're giving us, uh, at least, uh, a, a little bit of, of something that we should have absolutely gotten at this show, but, you know, um, so, uh, yeah, that was that, and it was, uh, pretty, pretty sick, pretty sick to see, and I'm very pumped for the third match in this trilogy, man. And I would I would love to see the Bucks get the victory, bro, being that, um being that we need some tag team titles on collision and this. And being that CMFTR is challenging for the trio's championships next week. They are more of a trio nowadays anyway. So
2: Exactly. So let them go be a trio with their um with their sidekick punk. Well, they're more like the sidekicks. They're fucking hero punk. Um and uh get those titles on dynamite, man. Get those tag titles on
1: dynamite. Definitely, man. Definitely. Uh Chris Talander defeats Mercedes Martinez. So um Switchblade. Jay White defeats Grand Metal league Um House Red of Black. Red, Red, Red. Oh yeah. Oh well. At least in their YouTube title, it says Grand Metal League.
2: Oh, really? Because I'm wearing dynamite. It just yeah. You know, um, so, yeah. look at that.
1: So, huh. Um. Um. House of Black defeats Darius Martin, Lee Johnson, and Action Andretti. Um, and okay. Samoa Joe defeats Serpentico in 8 seconds i believe they said he defeats him in 8 seconds he grabs the mic and starts sweating more than from when he did at uh, in his match he starts cutting this promo on CM Punk telling him we've spent over 3 hours in this wrestling ring together uh fighting each other and i don't think i think our legacy uh i think our legacy together deserves much more than a roll up. He says, "Um, so how about we settle the score in Wembley Stadium for all in?" So he cha- he lays the challenge down: Samoa Joe versus CM Punk for all in. Very interesting, man. It's very interesting to see what the hell Switchblade's gonna be doing at the show now, and Ricky Starks.
2: Exactly. <laughs> Exactly, man. It's very intriguing to see where they're going with this show, man. If they're even going to be on that show, and if they might be put on something on All In, um, we don't know at this point, man. But I love some of that Samoa Joe, CM Punk. I like that a lot, man. I really do, and um, I'm excited, man. I'm excited. We were just talking about how they kind of just dropped that whole thing, and they're bringing it back, man. I'm happy to see that.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely, bro. So, um, CM Punk fights Ricky Starks for the Real Worlds Championship. Um, Ricky Starks is the outside enforcer, I guess, to make sure Ricky doesn't grab any ropes, and, um, to make sure Ricky, uh, doesn't grab any ropes, and Ricky was blatantly going to use the ropes, um, but, uh, towards the end, but Ricky... Swiped his feet off, and then CM Punk was uh, then able to pick up the victory. And afterwards, uh, Ricky Sarks was so pissed, he uh, starts beating the holy shit out of Ricky Steamboat, hitting some of the some of the most devastating punches to a to a man I've ever seen in my old life. And then he starts beating his ass with a um. He starts whooping his ass with his belt.
2: No, exactly. That shit was hilarious, and was beating an old man crazy.
1: He really was, <clears throat> bro. Yeah, he really was. Um, so yeah, man, that was that was uh AEW Collision for the week. Yet again, another uh, another pretty decent episode of Collision, man. So that was nice. Uh, that was nice to see for sure.
2: No, definitely, man. Definitely great to see, and it's really been holding dynamite on its back, man, for AEW. hmm
1: Definitely, bro, definitely. So, after this... After this, man, Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Raw. So... This episode of Monday Night Raw is from Minneapolis, Minnesota. And dare I say, this was one of the best episodes of Monday Night Raw. This was easily the best Monday Night Raw of the summer. Easily. Oh yeah. Um, I definitely feel like Raw 30 uh could could hold a bit of a candle to this, being the whole LA Knight stuff on that show and Bray Wyatt and then the very first tribal court. So um mm-hmm. I definitely think that one could probably hold a candle to this one, at least for what I can remember from it. Um but this was easily the best Monday Night Raw of the Summer. Easily. Oh
2: fuck yeah, man. Fuck yeah.
1: So the show opens up with Cody Rhodes. And he's cutting a promo. He's cutting a promo about. uh, He's cutting a promo about. uh, He's cutting a promo about how Brock Lesnar, in his 20 years of combat sports, has never done anything like that. He's never shook anybody's hand and pulled him in for a hug after a fight. So he talked about how much of a big deal that was and how much it meant to him. And he said he called his mom. And expressed his shock I I really like this uh, This Cody Rhodes promo It definitely felt like those Early WWE Cody Rhodes promos Where he actually sounded like a genuine babyface. But he says I expressed to her my shock And she said You dummy Do you not see what he did there? He
2: Acknowledge
1: you mm. very I love that line. I did not see that coming, but I love that. I love that, so he said, uh you know his mom brought it to his attention, said he acknowledged you, Cody said after that, after hearing that, uh, I feel like I was on top of the world, and that I can beat anybody. And quickly after he said that, Seth Rollins' music hit. Seth got in the ring. He said, A couple months ago, you came and you stared me down in this ring. And I, quite frankly, am just here to repay the favor. You think you could beat anybody in the world? Let's put that feeling to the test. It's
2: interesting, man. That's interesting.
1: Soon after that The Judgment Day Came out The Judgment Day Came out And they They uh, Talked about Hey What's up Jonathan Fedna Dude What the The Fed is back For the three year anniversary Of Unscripted man What a treat Look at that
2: That's awesome man Thank you For being back man Yeah I'm good man how are you, bro?
1: So the Judgment Day come out, and um, they're talking about how they run Monday Night Raw, as Damian Priest would say. Um, <laughs> They're sitting there talking about how he's seen your money in the bank. Rhea Ripley's the women's champ. Dominic's the North American champ. And as they're sitting there boosting themselves up, boosting their egos, Finn Balor comes out of nowhere and attacks Seth Rollins